This week's episode of Life Planning 101 originally aired in 2017. Please enjoy. Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. It is Life Planning 101 right here on KETX, KWBY, and Angela Kennedy Robinson joins us. Good morning, Angela. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Boy, do we have a show for you. We have a guest speaker on this morning. I am so excited to uh, tell you about him at the end of this segment. Uh, You're not going to want to miss it. And he's going to be talking to us about a topic that we all don't want to hear about, but we all need to hear about. It's too important. What is it this week, (laughs) It's always always something on Monday morning. (laughs) isn't it? Well, it has to do with your later in life health and when it fails you, not if it fails you, but when When it fails fails you, how you're going to be able to be cared for and what is that going to do to your family? What is it going to do to your finances and everything and all above? It's an epidemic. And we have to admit that to ourselves. I think all of us have this little um, superhero syndrome about ourselves that it'll never happen to me. I'm superhero. You know, I only thing that's going to get me a, is kryptonite, right? right. But <laughs> it's not true anymore. And the truth is, and we, I mean, we're seeing it so much is that people are living longer. I want you to think about your grandparents or your parents, you know, even in depending on what age you are, you know, the last generation that had their retirement in the 80s and 90s, they were going to live to what, 65, 70, 75, you know, spend 10 years in retirement, and then they planned on dying, right? Okay, well, is that really the case today? People are living in retirement for 20, 25 plus years. Yes, exactly. And they're not retiring till 70. They're right. not retiring until 75 and they're still doing that. Right. So um, we're seeing more and more and more of that. I don't think it's going to be anything. Um, you know, there's, you can look up the research. There's more centurions every year. Uh, that's people turning 100 if you don't know what that is. Um, but it's very true. And I don't think, um, you know, in the future years, it's too much to say that, you know, the average life expectancy goes up to 90s. Right. It's in the 80s, high 80s right now. So think about that. That's huge. But what does that actually mean? Does that mean that you're going to have a quality of life until you're that age? Or does that mean that medicine is just going to help you keep you alive till that age? Right. And that's the biggest question out there because there's a big difference in that. If you have a quality of life, that means that most likely you're self-sustainable. You're able to take care of yourself, maybe live on your own, drive, do all these things. But if it's medicine or otherwise keeping you alive, then that quality of life may Maybe. not be there, but you still may be well alive in your head, right, and brain, but you may be confined and that be home health care, which we're seeing more and more of, right? Home health aids, home health care, some depending on if it's uh, 24 hours a day or just part time. or assisted living, you know, going into a nice facility. Uh, We see the woodlands. We've got it right down the road here in Eastland. It's really nice. You know, all the way to a full-fledged nursing home or memory care or a place like that. And people are so scared of those. You know, I don't ever want to go in a nursing home. How many times have you ever heard that? Oh, many. I hear it almost weekly from my mother. (laughs) There you go. I don't want to go in a nursing home. Nobody does. Nobody has a a picture in their life that they want to go in a nursing home. to be honest with you, the nursing homes don't want you either right. um, because they're full. 
and yes. because there's no place to put you. And home health care is becoming a thing of the, the present and the future. And much it, needed. And much needed, which is wonderful. But the truth is, is it doesn't lessen the cost. In fact, it may create more havoc. Uh, we've got, you know, quite a few listeners uh, from all over the United States, and I kind of picked some fun places, I guess you could say, uh, places that we work heavily in uh, for average cost of care. And you can actually go on Genworth. Um, it's a pretty neat little website they have. You can click on your state and you can slide what's the future cost of care, what's this cost of care now, and you can go all over the country and see what it is. Here in Texas, we're great. We're at 54000 on average. Now, a year. Now, I know that I say that's great. That's really expensive. <laughs> it's very, I mean, just imagine adding another 54000 to your current budget. Right. Whew, that's a lot, right? But we're in great shape when you compare us to states like even Oklahoma. Uh, they're above us. Or Colorado, Arizona, South Dakota, New Mexico, Montana. Um, I give my mother and father-in-law a hard time all the time. I say, well... When that grand old time comes that you're going to have to have someone to take care of you, we're moving yourselves to Texas. <laughs> you're not staying in Montana where it is over $20,000 a year higher wow. than it is in Texas, 76000 What What um, drives that? What? Uh, so I think it's the lack of caregivers. I really do because the population thins. Now, populated. And I say that, but then you look at Colorado, and Colorado's around 84000 a year. That's that's crazy, right? So um, you got all these states are around the same Montana, Arizona, South Dakota, New Mexico. They're all kind of in that same range, and then you know Colorado. And you go up in the Northeast, it's really really expensive. Right. So you know the question is is how how are you going to pay for all of this? And this is why um, I figured you know I could talk to you about this all day long, but I could also bring on an expert in the industry, um, someone that actually got started in our industry in 2002. He worked face to face with people just like we do and then he kind of went on the back end and now he is a regional director for a company called crump and this company is awesome they've been around since 1920 so it's a, a very old company and they have access to the most diversified portfolio of insurances in the industry Wow. Yeah, pretty big. So, um, you know, you hear us talk about all the time that we are not a one size fit all. We don't believe in cookie cutters. And this is why we like Crump. We like having them as a resource. Because if we say, hey, we've got this situation, they can go out and look at the gamut and say, okay, here's three potential solutions for that situation and that's what i wanted to bring him on to talk about because long-term care is no longer just this thing you rent and if you never use it you lose it there's a lot of aspects to it and especially because it is more home health care based it is more home health aid based than it is nursing home anymore so um thought it very be good if we have him come on the show you don't want to miss uh, this q a this powerful q a when i got this back i was so excited that we're going to have after the break. All right, we'll be back with more Life Planning 101 right here on KTX KWBY. And welcome back to Life Planning 101 as we have 
Angela Kennedy Robinson with us, and we have a special guest on the phone, Scott. Yes, we do. Scott Connolly, uh, Regional Director of Crump, and uh, we were just talking a little bit about Crump and um, how y'all have this huge array of products out there. Scott, thank you so much for being on the show this morning. I know your time is extremely busy as you work with um, insurance people all over the country, and you get to see all walks of life, which is exactly why we wanted you on the show. Um, we were talking many things about just the, the current atmosphere and the needs of long-term care and the difference that it is today versus uh, what it was many, many years ago uh, when it became an issue. So thanks again for being on the show with us this morning. Well, thank you both for having me. It's a privilege to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity to spend some time with you this morning. Absolutely. So we kind of talked about some stats before on this last segment, you know, and, and I was uh, telling everybody about Genworth and this great study they put out and how you can go online and look at the cost of care and everything. But um, just as a whole, what are you seeing as this growing need of long-term care in the industry? Certainly. Well, we have... We have data from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services that tells us about 70% of individuals over the age of 65 will require at least some type of long-term care service during their lifetime, wow. and over 40% will need care in a nursing home for some period of time. That's typically a little bit longer for women, on average 3.7 years. Uh, than us guys, we tend to go for about 2.2 years. But certainly it is a, a very strong need that we want to look at taking care of for all of our clients. Yes, absolutely. And I, you know, I won't make any uh, women jokes here, but uh, <laughs> that's right. Neither will I. <laughs> that's probably smart, Terry. Um, but, um, yeah, that's, that's huge. You know, that means like 7 out of 10 people are going to have some type of need for long-term care and is that number growing or, or shrinking what are you guys seeing sure that's a, a great question the what i can speak to directly is the number i see growing is the number of people wanting to take this risk off the table meaning i don't i don't get to see in everyone's lives and and say who's experiencing more or less care but i can say i'm having more conversations today about taking care of long-term care um, that at any any point in my 15-year career, and I, I got to think that's driven by what people are seeing around them. So that 70% statistic, that came from 2012 from Whoa. the Department of Health and Human <laughs> Services, but it's got to be a it's got to be a growing concern. Certainly. I bet it is. You know, every new client that we have worked with in this last year has had a parent, an aunt, or someone that they've actually seen um, some financial drain on the family itself, and and it's been a big impact. But so you were talking about you've been in the industry over the last uh, fifteen years. What what has changed in the long term care market uh, for as far as insurance goes, and and why have those changes happened? Certainly. A, uh, a quicker answer would probably be to say what hasn't changed, but uh, <laughs> uh, every, everything has changed. So in the last 15 years or so, um, we've seen the traditional long-term care companies, that's companies involved in uh, you pay a premium your, uh, of X, your coverage is Y. Those companies have had to dramatically increase premiums or altogether leave the marketplace Several factors were involved in that. Larger claims being paid out than expected as people live longer on claim. Uh, interest rates have certainly been much lower uh, than expected. And then uh, at, the, at the outset of the industry, policies were created with an unlimited benefit. 
and a compounding benefit, meaning uh, there's an interest rate that's going to grow your benefit each year, uh, as well as an unlimited benefit, and that proved to be extremely expensive for insurance carriers. So over the last 15 years, we've seen a a very large pool of insurance carriers dwindle down to a a small number who are still providing policies. And we've seen a huge shift in the marketplace towards what are called hybrid or life insurance-based solutions that offer a form of long-term care and chronic illness joined together with other insurance uh, vehicles your clients may own. Yeah, yeah. And that's something we've talked about on the show so many times because uh, we like that don't use it or lose it type theory and and being able to have something as a backup. Just out of curiosity, how many carriers are there now that are providing uh, traditional long-term care policies versus where they were, say, in the 80s or so when it was in its peak? Certainly. Yeah, great question. At at its peak, I would say there were over 100 insurance companies providing traditional long-term care. As it stands today, the survey we, we put together looks at about 10 traditional carriers, maybe give or take a few more. Wow. That's a significant, significant drop. Um, you know, that was that was one thing that always um, uh, interests me. I tell my husband all the time, we're, we're waiting on an average age to get a certain policy <laughs> before they don't even offer any anymore. Because um, just like we talked about before, you know, if we're sitting here today and um, this life expectancy keeps increasing, where are we going to be in 10 years? And what is this going to look like? And what is the industry going to look like? Or does it even exist at that point? Um, you know, those are all really, really good questions. So, you know, if and, and here's something that we come up again all the time you know a lot of people that have had that experience of having someone in the family as they say well I want to make sure I'm not I don't want to have just a three-year policy I don't want to just have a four-year policy because what if I stay in care longer than that are there any products out there that provide those unlimited benefits anymore I know they used to be able to you used to be able to get it from almost every carrier now you can't Certainly. Great great question. So to my knowledge, we represent two companies that can give an unlimited benefit to your clients. One is a company called One America that is a hybrid uh, combo product like you were discussing, Angela. And the other is a company called National Guardian, which still does provide an unlimited benefit on a traditional Uh, long-term care product as well. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Well, I know we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I know one of the things that all of our listeners are wanting to know, and and some of them that have already have policies in place know about is their premiums seem to be going up. Um, They'll get an increase that's in the teens, you know, when it does that premium increase and and what people can do to hedge that. Uh, Look forward to hearing it from Scott Connolly of Crump. Thank you so much for being on the line with us. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. And we're back with more Life Planning 101 with Scott on the line with us. Great information. Yes, Scott Connolly from Crump. Thank you so much for being on the line with us. And uh, we left the uh, last segment with a you know question that is, I think, on a lot of people's minds that have traditional long-term care policies at this moment. In fact, it's something that we come across a lot, you know, as we're working with people that have purchased policies many years ago. And all of a sudden, they get something in the mail that says, oh, your premium's going to increase 15% or 20% or the best one I've seen 
testing was 47 percent wow yes and so and this happens in one year and they're saying well what how why how do i afford this what what can i do um you know in regard to this and and of course we spend a lot of time with those people and help them figure out what their options are per their unique situation their health and uh what they need and what they don't need and sometimes policies had things on there that the agent got paid a little bit more for that they don't necessarily need or there might be some things they can tweak or their age they may not need inflation anymore and those are all important to consider but i know from your end scott um you know this increase in premiums is a huge risk and i think it's going to be a bigger risk the longer that people are living the more life expectancy goes up so what are you seeing um that people can do from a product standpoint to be able to hedge that risk Certainly. It's a, it's a great question. And to, to take that risk off the table, there's two things that we see clients doing right now. Number one are the hybrid products. Angela, you spoke to that very well earlier when you said we're eliminating the use it or lose it features. The, the hybrid products were built on the premise that there is a concern about Using my uh, not using the coverage and, and losing it, so there's a benefit either via a cash value or a uh, a life insurance death benefit. But they also have a premium guarantee, so you know for the pool of benefits that you've purchased, your premium is not going to go up, whether it's a single premium or a a ten pay or a twenty pay. And the other simple way we can take that risk off the table is by using life insurance products that have riders to cover long-term care or chronic illness, you can purchase a life insurance policy, again, that has a premium guarantee that says contractually you pay your premium, we guarantee that premium cannot go up. So those are two great ways to take that risk off the table for your clients. Absolutely. And that gets rid of that other problem of, um, you know, use it or lose it. And I know that's a big thing. In fact, um, there was a couple that we knew several years ago that they had worked really hard, built a tremendous nest egg for their golden years. Uh, they had pa- planned to pass on things to their children, their grandchildren. and um, they. But the big thing was, is they did not want to purchase long-term care insurance. They didn't want to um, put money into something and never use it. Um, her mother had had a policy for years that they had sunk, you know, a couple thousand into for a year for uh, years and years and years and never got to see it be used. And so they said, we're not going to do that. And it wasn't too long after that, that the gentleman ended up having a stroke and he was paralyzed unable to speak. He became violent. Uh, She couldn't take care of him. She had to put him in care. She had no choice because of that. And this went on for years before he had a second stroke and passed and basically drained what they had built. And so what she thought she had for a retirement was now living with her son Mm -hmm. and working part-time in a clothing store. So think about that. Um, you know, and, and I think that's where these types of products are so powerful because, you know, everybody and I loved one of the speakers I got to hear one time. He said, how many of you in the room think you're going to need long term care? And no one raises their hand, of course. Right. Superman egos. <laughs> and then he said, well, how many of you think you're going to die? <laughs> so <laughs> we all raise our hands. So, you know, at least if you don't use it one way, use it another. Um, there is one other thing that I want to make sure we get to on the show today, because I I do think this is a big part. We work with a lot of ranchers that are in remote areas. Um, You know, they may have a total of, um, you know, 30, 40 people. In fact, my husband graduated from a high school of eight people, right? So... (laughs) 
Um, and finding care in those areas may be really hard to do. And they may end up saying, I will need a family member to be able to take care of me. Is there anything out there that, you know, family members can do that if they have that kind of situation that they're going to have to take care of the uh, a parent or otherwise um, a product that would pay them that they aren't a qualified, necessarily a qualified caregiver um, and it wouldn't necessarily be a reimbursement product? Yes, that's that's a, a wonderful question, and what I I would say are a couple of things. First and foremost, that speaks to how important it is for clients to work with a very strong financial advisor like yourself that knows their client well. There are so many policies that you can review and so many different types of benefits. It's important that your advisor knows you and knows you well, just like Kennedy Financial does. Um, from a product standpoint, I can speak to that portion. There are two definitions for long-term care benefits. One is called reimbursement, and it does just what it says. It reimburses you for the expenses you have. So the the nursing home or care facility will provide uh, a bill for the expenses, and the long-term care reimburses for that bill. The alternative method is called indemnity, and indemnity stands for a, a cash-based benefit, meaning that you have a pre-set uh, limit or benefit that the policy is going to pay when you show that you have uh, qualified for a long-term care or chronic illness event, the insurance policy pays that benefit in cash without necessarily requiring receipts. And there are pluses and minuses to, to either one of those that I can go into in further depth, but there are definitely solutions for your clients, Angela, specifically to the concern you just brought up. Great. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show. We are we are out of time, Scott, but we greatly appreciate it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we've got uh, Scott Connolly from uh, Crump, and he was here to talk to us about long-term care today. If you missed any part of the show or want additional information, we have a wonderful article going out this week that talks about cost, talks about when you should buy a policy, uh, what poor health can do and what that means inside of there. And it's going to be on our website, kennedy-financial.com. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at KFS Life Planning. Answer our weekly poll. What is it worth to you to make sure your spouse is taken care of financially if something were to happen long-term care-wise? Um, answer our poll. We'd like to know uh, kind of what the thoughts are out there, and then we're going to pick on bad husbands, or I assume it's the husbands, not the wives. I uh, can't be the wives, but uh, I want to thank everyone again. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in Eastland, Texas. God bless and have a great week. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. 
Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC. Kennedy Financial Services and Smart Money Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.